0: in the world have you been? I'm so glad you're there right now. I thank God. I look so forward to these live Wednesday nights, Wednesday nights live, because I can feel your faith. I can feel that you're reaching out to God. I can feel that you're reaching from earth to heaven. And I need to tell you tonight, heaven is reaching back to you right now. Now that's a word for somebody. You've been reaching out now. You've been feeling like we used to say the heavens are brass. Well, they never are because let me just, let me just put this in your memory bank right now. You, my dear friend, have never, ever, ever, not one time, never, ever prayed the prayer that God Almighty, uh, the Creator of heaven and earth, did not hear and respond to the moment you prayed it. Now, we're going to kill some holy cows tonight. We're going to tear down some religious statues, if you will, erected in the hearts of men by religious teaching. Because I'm here to tell you the heavens are never brass. God, you remember what Jesus said. I like to go back to what Jesus said. Now, I know we've got some preachers today. They say, well, you shouldn't pay attention to the Pentateuch. For those of you that don't know, that's the first five books of your Bible, the books of Moses, the books of the law, and then they go on and say, well, you shouldn't really pay much attention to the, to the psalms. You shouldn't really pay much. Where would we be without the sweet psalmist of Israel, David, and his prophetic anointed words to us out of the book of psalms to comfort our hearts? Where would we be without Psalm 23? The Lord, he is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I love this one. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 91. Dwelling in the secret place of the Most High God abiding under the shadow of the Almighty, saying of the Lord, You are my refuge. You are my fortress. You are my God, and in you will I trust. Surely, that's with a you, not a girl named Shirley. Surely, you have, past tense, have delivered me from the snare of the fowler, from the noise and pestilence, from the wasting disease. Oh, my great God, that God, when you have uttered a prayer, has heard it and answered it the moment you prayed it. Where did we find this God that does not answer prayer? Is it true? that we're serving a God that is selective in whose prayers He answers? In what prayers He answers? Absolutely not. You say, but pastor, the the Word of God says that, you know, we, we, oh I know, we have not because we ask not, or because we ask amiss. Oh, my! The legions, the multitudes of people that have hidden weak faith behind one quarter of one verse. Here's what it means. It means when you ask amiss, you're asking with wrong, evil, or selfish motive. So see, if you're truly born again, if you've been delivered from the Adamic curse of sin, now I preach Sunday morning, and I'm going to lay it out this coming Sunday morning. Original sin, what is it? How do we get free from it? You never prayed the prayer God didn't answer. He's always answered your prayers. Now, they may not show up exactly when you want. That's the reason we have Mark eleven twenty two to 24. Have faith in God. For truly, I say to you, that whosoever, that means you, Sally Sue, Bobby Blue, that means you. Right there where you are, sitting in all that mess, he hears. His ears are tuned, your Bible says, to his people and their suffering. He hears you the moment you pray. What is prayer? Do you ever think about that? You know, when you get my age... uh, questions haunt you. What is prayer after all? We need to pray, okay? Tell me what that means. What does it mean to pray without ceasing? We we quote these little chivalrous of tradition, that's what it is really, and we really have no concept what we're saying. Jesus Christ of Nazareth died on a rugged, cruel, angry, mean, biting beam so that you would be assured God answers your prayer. Do you remember what Jesus said? He's outside the tomb of his very close friend, Lazarus. Now, I'm just giving you time to comment. I'm giving you time to like. I'm giving you time to share. If you're waiting on me to wind up, I get up wound up. I go to bed wound up. I usually awaken three, four times a night praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm ready. When that little red light comes on, something goes off on the inside of me. I've been watching that little red light go off for 45 years. So when all these preachers got used to being in front of a camera and not doing this, I'd already been doing it for over 40 years. I'm as at home right here as I would be if I was sitting across from your sofa right now or riding in the passenger seat of your car. You'll have to drive, you understand, because I'm subject to bursts of enthusiasm. I might lose my way. I need you to know tonight that God hears your prayers. Now get this down, tweet it to all your friends. The day of the great gospel superstar is over. In fact, the main mission of every true five-fold ministry office gift Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. The apex of what they should be all about is pouring the word of God in you. How do I know that? Well, once again, I always go back to the Bible. You know, the Bible says that God gave gifts to men. Jesus led captivity captive, and he gave gifts to men. That means whatever's binding you is bound. And it didn't say he gave the gifts to a few. The Bible says he divided to every man, severally as he would. So he gives those gifts, leads captivity captive. Why? So that the fivefold ministry office gifts hmm, may teach the people to do the work of the ministry. We think think the preachers are the ones in the, quote, ministry. Our job is to equip you to do the work of the ministry. Now, you know what work is? Work is motion against resistance. So stop complaining about the resistance. It's there to build your spiritual muscle. It's there to build your spiritual might. It's there so you will seek the face of God and find godly wisdom, Phronis, as Sophia, that they operate in your life every day, that the gifts of the Holy Ghost, Tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophecy, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, wonder-working faith, the working of miracles, the gifts of healings would flow mightily, profusely from your life. I believe that every single true believer has the ability to lay hands on the sick and watch them recover. I believe that every single believer has the power to cast out devils. Power over Satan. You have it. Well, I feel you locked in tonight. I can't even get where I'm going because somebody is just like a giant sponge just pulling the word of God out of me. Well, that's what these Wednesday night lives are all about. So that I can just come to you and release to you the abundance of God's grace. That you would come into close contact with the mighty power of the almighty God. His son, the Lord Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Ghost. You have an anointing. I always like it, you know, people people say, and of course they mean it as a compliment and I receive it as such, but folks will say, oh, you're so anointed. Well, so are you. So are you. But I'm going to teach you tonight what you need to do to release the anointing that's on the inside of you. You know, you can have a million dollars in the bank, but if you never make a withdrawal, you'll never spend any of that money. God has made the deposit in your spirit. You just need to learn how to let it loose. That's the reason you need my Holy Ghost anointed message from Dominion 35 camp meeting on the inaugural Friday night service called Ghostbuster. I'm determined to teach folks how to release the Holy Spirit of God. The same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead invaded the borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. The same spirit of God upon Jesus when he wiped the blindness out of Bartimaeus' eyes, staunched the woman's issue of blood, fed 5,000 men plus women and children with two loaves and five fish. Ha! He's a God of all supply. Jehovah Jireh. Somebody's been reaching out. You've got a financial situation that just came up in my spirit by the Holy Ghost right now. In the name of Jesus, get ready. Get ready, I I hear the Holy Spirit. I hear the Holy Spirit once again. Sudden miracles. It just keeps bursting out of my spirit. It's been two weeks now. Sudden miracles for financial breakthrough. You're about to have a financial breakthrough. Uh, Recession rejection. I don't pay any attention to that. I'm not of that kingdom. I'm in it, but I'm not of it. I'm of another kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of his Christ. That's where I live. That's where I have my being. Surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, the spirits of just men made perfect. Do you know I've quoted about 50 scriptures to you since that little red light came on and haven't read one of them from the Bible yet? You need to get infused with the word of God. I just speak to you now, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Yireh, your provider, Jehovah canoe, your righteousness. Jehovah Makedesh, your holiness. Boy, that's one you need to start seeking after. I just release the spirit of holiness upon you. I release to you, hear me now, the want to, to want to. I feel like getting up and running right now. I'd run all over your living room if I was there with you right now, hallelujah. Pastor Ashley over there thought that was funny. Amen. Glory to God. Jehovah-Rohi. Yeah, in Hebrew, it's Rodney. It's my name. My shepherd. Hallelujah. I don't think Mother Parsley knew that when she named me, but nonetheless, it's on me. It's on you too. Glory to God. The spirit of Jehovah is his Hecoboth. The Lord is strong. He's, you don't serve a weak-kneed God like your weak-kneed pastor. Come on now. You serve the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Holy One, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the everlasting Father. That's who you serve. Whoo, Isaiah's fig poultice. That's who you serve. Judah's scepter, that's who you serve. Balaam's Shiloh, that's who you serve. A husband to the widow, that's who you serve. A father to the orphan, that's... You're feeling his presence right now. I just saw, saw the presence of the Lord not hovering, but descending. The presence of the Lord God Jehovah, right into your situation. You're going through something at work right now. Cast the care of it over on the Lord. You're making too big of a deal out of it anyway. Just release it right now. Cast all your care over on Him, for He cares for you. Sufficient to the day is the trouble thereof. This is the day that the Lord has made. Why don't you make a decision? The kingdom of God is not based on destiny. It's based on decisions. Why don't you make a decision right now? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Rejoice that you're on your way to heaven. Rejoice that you're covered in the blood. Rejoice for the health that's in your body. Rejoice for the soundness that's in your mind. Rejoice for the money that's in your bank account. Rejoice for the gasoline that's in your automobile. Rejoice for the air and the tires and the air of your spouse who has too much hot air. Come on, rejoice in the Lord your God. Stir yourself up. That's what David said when his mighty men had tucked tail and run, and he's hiding out in a cave. I will encourage myself in the Lord my God. And beyond that, I'm here to join in with you tonight. I'm going to shout as you shout. Sing as you sing. Rejoice as you rejoice. Now, right now, here's what I need you to do. I need you to get on that device right now, right now, right now. Share with everybody you know. Pastor Rod is on Wednesday Night Live right now, and your miracle is waiting. I'm going to bring you a word tonight when heaven and earth agree. What happens? How does it happen when heaven and earth come together? Now, seven blessings. I wrote this book coming into this year, 2022. And God gave me seven, seven out of his word. So we've got the number seven and we've got triple twos. That's the number of agreement Seven, the number of perfection. That means when any two or three of us agree touching anything that we shall ask, it shall be done for us by our Father which is in heaven. Now, now I'm gonna ask you a question. That's the 16th verse of of Matthew 16. So, do you think that belongs to you? Now, don't type in yet. I'm, I'm from Eastern Kentucky. I talk really, really slowly. Do you think verse 16 belongs to you? Well, I'm going to show you tonight in a way it belongs to you, but not by yourself. It doesn't belong to you. That's a verse of agreement because you have to take it in the context of the three verses that are in relationship to it. If any two of you on earth agree, touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them by our Father which is in heaven. I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk you through it tonight, God willing, if you don't get tired on me, and if you, if you don't stop commenting, and if you don't stop sending me your prayer requests, and if you don't stop sending what you're believing for. I just told you, seven days of suddenly financial breakthroughs. When Paul and Silas got into agreement in that Roman jail, God sent a great holy angel, shook the place like a rat terrier, shakes a mouse, and set them free. And the Bible said the jailer became frightened and said, what must I do to be saved? Are you ready for your family to buzz your cell phone and say, Sally, what must I do to be saved? That's the day you're looking for. That's the day we're believing for, when the shackles and the bondages of sin and death are broken forever off of your loving family. I'm believing that with you. I am stirred up tonight. If you couldn't already tell that, you haven't been tuned in. Are you ready? Let's break all records. I've been receiving report after report after report right here on my phone. Folks that follow me on social media have been sending me testimony after testimony after testimony about their suddenly miracles because last Wednesday night I said in the next seven days by this Wednesday and then this Sunday morning I said by Wednesday, We're going to see so many powerful breakthroughs, so let us know, tell us, tell us online, tell us what you're believing for, and tell us what God is doing, all right? So last Wednesday night, now lock in here with me, last Wednesday night, I barely scratched the surface of my new book and teaching series, The Seven Blessings of Covenant Agreement covenant agreement. So you get ready. This is your season for a sudden breakthrough. Now, I've gone back. I had the privilege of preaching on the great, beautiful Legacy Campus there in San Diego, California, at my dear, now gone to heaven, Morris Sorello's campus. And uh, I preached, I believe it was Thursday night. And then on Friday morning, his precious Teresa, beautiful wife, married for well over 50 years, helped him all around the world, sp- sent word to me that night that she was enjoying my preaching. And the next morning, she graduated to heaven. It was Dr. Mortis Sorello who first gave me the definition of breakthrough. And that's why some 25, 30 years ago, I named our television broadcast breakthrough. Get this down. Here's a breakthrough, a sudden. That's why I love that word so much. A sudden, and it's not a trickle, it's a burst. A sudden burst of the advanced knowledge of God that propels you through every line of Satan's defense. Everybody type in Breakthrough right now because that's the spirit that is on this teaching series. There is a sudden burst of advanced knowledge of God that's going to propel you through every line of Satan's defense. Now, let me go through in great, great brevity the seven blessings. Let me tell you what they are of covenant agreement. And then I'll come back and I'll teach each one, all right? So number one is redemption through the blood covenant, redemption. Galatians 3.13, he has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is anyone that hangs upon a tree. The price of agreement was the price of Calvary. It took the blood of Calvary to to solidify this covenant. It's a covenant, ha, it's not a promise. It's a covenant, it's a contract, an irrevocable contract Watch, not between you and God because you're flawed. You're capable of breaking the covenant. God wanted this covenant to be so mighty, so irrevocable, that the covenant that was cut by the blood of Christ on Calvary was between God and his son. Perfection, making covenant with perfection, an eternal covenant. Therefore, it gives you eternal life, eternal life. Romans chapter five and verse nine says also, number four, that you are blameless. While we were yet sinners, In due time, Christ died for us. Let's go back and pick up number two, eternal life. Think about that. Eternal life. The average person today has an eight minute ability to focus. After eight minutes, you've lost them and you better be on to something else because you've already lost them. Eight minutes we cannot comprehend eternal life. If you would have a bird that would fly from the furthest part of the universe millions of light years away, land upon the seashore, and there pick up one grain of sand, and take it all the way back and deposit it there and would do so until every grain of sand on planet earth had been moved. Eternity would not yet have begun. Wow. That's what this covenant is giving us. No wonder, he said, Think not about the things of this earth where thieves break in and steal and moths break in and corrupt, but rather focus on those heavenly things because this life, your Bible says, is just a vapor seen, then gone. The grass withereth and the flower fades, but eternity in the presence of God is incomprehensible. Three, we're washed. We're cleansed by the blood. Number four, we are blameless. Romans 5, 9, while we were yet sinners, due time Christ died for us. Number five, aren't you excited for me to open God's Word and teach you on all seven of these? Number five, you I just I can't hardly take this one you become God's property. You are His, and He is yours. And that Bible promises the evil one touches you not. What a covenant. Number six: peace not as the world gives, peace that passes understanding. I pray twice a day, thank you, Lord God, I am anxious for nothing, absolutely anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication, I make my requests known unto you, and the very peace of God that surpasses understanding, keeps, guards, garrisons my heart and my mind in christ jesus number seven i'm an overcomer i am not overcome i will not be overcome i will finish my purpose on earth for god hallelujah it's a covenant agreement and covenant agreement understanding it is your key to absolute victory now we're going to dig deeply into Scripture. This is not a, a cursory, you know, little course. You know, we're going to get into it because you need it. You've had enough milk. It's time for you to have some meat. And I want you to search these Scriptures with me. That's what Wednesday Night Live is all about. We're going to search the Scriptures. And we're going to uncover divine truth. Now, some of this, you may never have seen before. And we're going to uncover it so that you can clearly understand everything God desires for you. The Bible does not contain words about God. The Bible is living. It's life-giving. It's the Word, the eternal edict the absolute declaration and decree of God Almighty Himself. The Holy Spirit of God inspired it. What does that mean? God breathed it. He spoke it into holy men who then wrote the text as they were inspired. God speaks through this book today to everyone who will just open its pages, believe its contents, and open your heart and your mind. Now, here's here's what mine looks like. I don't don't know if you can come in here or not. This this is what my Bible looks like, you see, because I study the Scriptures. I'm going to share a couple verses with you, a couple of quotes with you on this subject. And I'm going to do my best not to get in a hurry. If you believe you don't want me to get in a hurry, type good, right? Because I don't know how long we'll be on this series. i got seven of them to get through. Genesis chapter 9 and verse 13 is where I want to go. Genesis chapter 9 verse 13. I have set my rainbow in the cloud, It shall be a sign of a covenant, watch this, between me, God, in heaven and the earth. This is when heaven meets earth in agreement, when heaven and earth agree. Deuteronomy 7, 9, know therefore that the Lord your God, he is God, there's none like him goes on and tells you what kind of a God. A faithful God. He's full of faith, and he's faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. Charles Haddon Spurgeon. I I just am so thankful for this quote, because It just stirs my heart because God is the living God, said Pastor Spurgeon. He can hear because he is a loving God. He will hear because he is our covenant God. He has bound himself to hear. Because God could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. This covenant between God the Father, God the Son, is the covenant that is unbreakable. And it's ours. A.W. Tozer said, real faith never, ever disappoints because it is in God. Grounded upon God's character, grounded upon God's promises. Now, you remember I told you a covenant is not a promise. Grounded upon his covenant and oath, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself. God swore by himself your victory. He cut covenant by the shedding of blood for your healing. No wonder your Bible says he was wounded for your transgressions, bruised for your iniquities, the chastisement of your peace laid upon him, and with and by his stripes you were and are healed. If you can get this tonight, it will give you a faith lift, unlike anything you've ever had, that the covenant is not with you and God. The covenant is with God and His Son by His blood. My great God, that covenant cannot be broken. And the reason He cut it was for you. Because He could swear by no greater, He swore by Himself. He said, I'll hear your prayers and I'll answer them. I swore by myself. I'll save you because I swore by myself. Now, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 18. I'm in Matthew 18. We're going to look at verses 18, 19, and 20. Three verses. Get it it, it in your hands if you can. If not, listen carefully to me. And then we'll rebroadcast this later tonight and again tomorrow. And when we do, get somewhere quiet and watch and get your Bible open and get your notepad or your, your laptop and get this Word in you. This is not entertainment. You know, you watch it and then, you know, you forget who was even on the program. Well, God's on the program tonight. So I want you to stay right here. Now, Matthew, I want you to get this so deep in your spirit there aren't enough devils in hell to erase not one jot of it. Matthew 18, 18 19, and 20. Here we go. Now, he starts off by saying, truly, truly. You get a hold of absolute truth, you let nothing turn your plow. Truly, Jesus says, That that is a statement that is designed. It's not just, you know, the Word of God doesn't just add words to fill out the line like a newspaper does. (laughs) That's not what, that truly is in there for a reason. Here's why. It is a word that arrests attention. God Himself is saying, wake up, listen up, I'm about to say something that's absolute truth. Truly, God said, I say to you, whatever you bind where? Type it in right now. You bind where? On earth. You can't just read the Bible. You got to read the Bible. Whatever you bind on earth, will be bound in heaven. Watch. Whatever you bind in the natural realm, whatever you bind where you live, whatever you bind on earth, natural, will be bound in the spirit, in the spirit realm. So we have the natural realm and the spirit realm. Jesus is saying, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. This is the agreement of heaven and earth, when heaven and earth come into agreement. Now, now look at me real close. Look at me real close. Come on. That verse in and of itself, does not belong to you. People say, I'm binding and I'm loosening. Well, you can, but there may be something you're missing. Look at the first word in verse 19. Again. The word again ties verse 19. You understand, these were not divided in the original manuscripts. There were no chapter and verse divisions. So he says again, signifying what? That he's connecting it to the previous verse. James, I need a breakthrough from demons. James, lay your hands on your belly and as loud as you can shout, I take authority over every spirit, but the Holy Spirit, I command you to go from me now. Now shout at the top of your lungs. They're gone. You have power and authority over all devils, or the Bible's a lie. So again, I say to you. So he's tying it to verse 18. Here it is. That if, circle the word if, in your Bible, like I have it in mine. If two of you agree on earth, there it is again, on earth. So you've got to find somebody on earth to agree with you. On earth, about anything they ask. Now the word ask is stronger than you think about ask. It's not mother, may I? It's the thing you desire. The thing you have passionate breathing over. The thing that keeps you walking the floor at night. The thing that you feel like, if you don't get a breakthrough, you're not gonna make it. That thing. You must find somebody on earth to agree with you about what you desire. Now watch. And it will be done for them by my Father. Here it is again. When heaven and earth agree. You're agreeing on earth. You're asking on earth. The Father who is in heaven. That's the end of verse 19. Now look, look at this. Verse 20. I don't even want to go there yet. The word agree. The word agree is not to synchronize. It's to symphonize as a symphony. If it was talking about synchronization, that would just be everybody doing exactly the same thing. That's that's not the height of agreement. The height of agreement, I wish I had a piano in here. The height of agreement is when you hit the C note and all of a sudden the other two or three parts of harmony join in. They're not exactly the same. God's not building his kingdom out of bricks that all look the same. He's building it out of living stones. You have to find a living stone to get in symphony with you regarding what you're asking. But now I need to tell you something. Uh, You can have verse 19. Nope, because verse 19 is connected to verse 20 by the word for. For where two or three of you are gathered together in my name, I am in the midst of you. You know what that means? This is the only place in the entire world where one plus one does not equal two. It's right there one plus one, you and a living stone in agreement with you. Manifest the presence of God, which comes from heaven to do anything you need. Now, let me, let me share with you that it says if any two or three of you right? The reason it says that is because two is the smallest number of agreement possible. It may be 2,000 in one place lifting up praises to God, singing in the Holy Spirit, and they in the Spirit as living stones are in agreement with you And the presence of God comes. Now, I shouldn't say it that way. The presence of God manifests. Because God doesn't come from one place to another. He exists everywhere. All in all. But what happens is the manifestation of God's presence comes. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. So now go go back through it this way. If you've got two or three together, living stones agreeing, touching anything on earth that they shall touch, right? That's verse 20. Then you go back up to 19. If any two of uh, you agree and ask. So now asking is involved. You have not because you ask not. Ask and it will be given you. Knock and it will be opened unto you. Seek and you will find. That's the power of prayer. I'll get to it in a minute. And when that happens, then verse number 18 belongs to you. Then whatever you say, whatever you say in agreement, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. That means the power of heaven comes to earth in absolute agreement in the everlasting, incontrovertible covenant of God. This may be, other than faith, this may be the power of agreement, maybe the greatest underutilized power of heaven on earth. The least used because you don't understand it. You don't understand it. You, you just run around and say, well, whatever I bind is bound. Whatever I lose is, well, that's not, what, that's not what this teaches. What this teaches is heaven will come to earth and manifest heaven's response in the earth through the power of covenant agreement. Whoo! my great God, God is waiting to agree with you. He's waiting to manifest, but uh, it'll take husband, you and your wife, getting in agreement. That's why the book says, don't let two be unequally yoked together. Why? Why? Well, because you got one pole in one direction, the other pole in the other direction, and everything in your lives is going, going to be chaos. Well, there's no agreement. This is why churches don't see the manifestation, like I've seen at World Harvest Church, of, of people coughing up cancerous tumors, of brains being put back in children where they had no brain, of eyes that see with no optic nerves, that's why there's no cancer in my body. In fact, I, I think I sent him a picture, maybe Aston Blair did, of, of, of uh, one year ago today. Do you guys have that? Yes, sir. You don't have to hurry, there it is. Now see that thumbs up right there? That was one year ago. One year ago today. And I'm happy there, I don't know, maybe you can tell from my eyes I'm smiling. I'm happy there because I have just had removed a heart monitor that had been in my body for five years. Five years. You say, well, why is that such a significant thing? What's such a significant thing? Because they put it in there because they were concerned what was gonna happen to my heart. So they said, we've gotta monitor monitor it 24-7, 24-7, so they put a device in, and I had to send that information for, through another device to the hospital, they, then they'd load up again, and they'd have to review all of that EKG material, and I went to my doctor, and before I went, I said, now, Lord, Joni and I, we're coming into agreement. Aston and I, we're coming into agreement. Austin, and I, we're into agreement. Austin and I, we're coming into agreement that I can get this thing taken out but we didn't say anything to the doctor. But the doctor on my previous examination said, you know, there's really no reason to have that thing in there. Your heart has been perfect since the day we put it in there. Well, agreement you see. Now next time I'm gonna talk to you about the manifestation of visitation. The manifestation of a visitation. I'm going to talk to you about manifested power, hidden power, and the secret to the manifestation of hidden power. Get it? So I'm going to teach you about hidden power that you don't know is there. Then the manifestation of that hidden power through a visitation, blessed be God, Manifested power, hidden power, and the secret of releasing those powers in your life. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day, and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.